0: Today, $70 billion of Christian's money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI. Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Anthony is a financial advisor as well as an ordained minister. He'll show you how to keep God's blessings on your investments by taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. You can keep your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Here's your faith-based investing team, Tom Levine and Anthony Wright, the investment preacher.
1: Dead, he's surely
2: alive. Hello everybody and welcome to FBI Faith Based Investing. We're helping you build investment strategies that God can bless. And if you're wondering what on earth biblically informed investing, faith-based investing is all about, well, you've come to the right place. And with me are Anthony Wright and my good friend Jay Peroni. So Anthony, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing good. Tom, good to be with you, man. Uh always look forward to doing the show and having Jay on, and it's going to be a good show today. I just just feel good about it.
2: Fantastic. Well, why don't you uh, introduce Jay and and talk a little bit about what he brings to the program?
3: Yeah, so most of the people that listen to us, they will will speak to either myself or my son, Aaron. We will do a review. We will do a stock screener. We will find out if their stocks are clean or dirty, so to speak, when it comes to faith-based investing. Jay is um, the go-to guy that we go to on the institutional side. He only works with financial advisors. He doesn't work directly with the public. Mm -hmm. And so it's an honor to have him on with us and allow the public to hear, if you would, his way of thought, his patterns, his thoughts, because Jay is the one at the end of the day that moves a lot of money because all of us financial advisors you know pilot it in there and let him let him make the decisions on it so jay always has a really good thumb and really good uh, finger if you would on the pulse of investing in the country and so he just honored to have you and jay welcome welcome to the show today
1: yeah thank you anthony uh, what a great intro there uh i really appreciate it uh always honored to be on the show and uh Certainly honored to help you and your clients uh, incorporate biblical values into their financial plans and really make a difference for the kingdom. That's what it's all about at the end of the day.
2: This is Faith-Based Investing. If you just joined us, there's still time to uh, text a friend and invite them to listen. And uh, Jay, so what are your thoughts on the outcome of the election so far?
1: Yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking, you know, with this contested election. You know, it just really seemed like it was going to be a tight, election and there's uh you know definitely some shenanigans that uh look like they went on so uh here we are and we still you know we have the media that's declared a uh, a winner but uh until the states all certify them uh, I still think there's some legal battles and some recounts and some things that could change uh before uh, it's all said and done so long story short I'm not too surprised at uh, the fact that it was so close it, it was looking that way I knew the polls were not as uh, skewed as they seemed that it was going to be a nail biter and we wouldn't probably know who the winner was for days or weeks and uh, even though we've got a declared winner it, it like I said it's, uh, it's not a done deal quite yet so uh, yeah definitely uh, not not too too surprising
2: Anthony how about you
3: Yeah, I I agree with Jay. We, you know, on the financial side, we've been watching this stuff for, you know, several months now because a lot of the polls were reporting it was going to be a blow, you know, a blowout, and Trump didn't have a chance. And I know some polls had Biden winning by seventeen (laughs) percent. And Jay and I, behind the scenes, we always kind of talked and knew that it was going to be a close race. We knew it was going to come down to a very tight race and. Uh, I I agree 100%. I think if you look at what's going on in Pennsylvania, you look at what's going on in Georgia, we're already seeing now North Carolina has has changed since their recount. It has now gone to President Trump. Uh, I think Alaska has now gone to President Trump. So you're beginning to see some movement. Georgia is now... um, You know, Pennsylvania, all these swing states are going to... That's what's going to ultimately determine who our president is. But I think Jay would agree with me that it's not really what, I guess, so to speak, maybe who the president is or what the process is. No, markets don't like contested elections, and, and Jay would agree with me on that, and we know that. But I think he would also agree with me it's not really the man it's not really whether it's president trump or whether it's a president biden it's really more or less who runs and controls things and we all know that that comes down to the senate and that comes down to the house Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty clear that the republicans now have a 50 seat lead over the over the democrats 48 so it's pretty clear that it's gonna, you know, they got a runoff. I know they got a runoff coming in Georgia, but it certainly leans toward the red. Uh, we know that Nancy Pelosi gave up, I think, five seats. They they could lose fourteen. I think they gave, she gave up five. Maybe, I don't know, twelve more. Or something are still out there waiting on final count. So, I, I think the markets are are going to react based upon who is in power more so than who the president's going to be jay i mean do you kind of do you kind of think along those lines yeah i certainly do and if you guys remember the last time i was on the show
1: uh, we were talking about uh, what were the what's going to be the impact of the election a lot of people were thinking they were going to go to the sidelines going to cash and i said no 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 that's probably the worst thing you could do because i said because regardless of who wins the election I believe the market was still going to head higher. The, you know, all, the, all of our indicators, everything uh, really indicated that uh, the market was just going to keep going up. And you're, you're absolutely right, Anthony. The markets don't really care who's president uh, at the end of the day, at least from a financial perspective. We've had presidential elections every four years. They come and go, and uh, they really don't move the markets quite, quite at all, to be honest with you. The market's looking more at what the economy's doing, what the interest rates are, what the Fed's doing, and where the future's headed. So if we look at right now why the market has rallied so much from the election is exactly what you mentioned, gridlock. The markets love gridlock because <laughs> that means you can't get through sweeping tax changes. You can't get through sweeping health care changes. It's hard really to make any changes when you've got a divided Congress. And the markets love that. So even if we have a Democrat in office and a divided House and Senate or a Republican and divided House and Senate, that is kind of a win-win for the markets because it's back to business as usual and focusing on the things that are really important for the markets, corporate earnings, the economy, consumer spending, the things that really drive markets.
3: Yeah, I love that. And I would also encourage those that are listening today to not get discouraged and lean one way or the other you know we have a court system in our country and we have to allow the judiciary process to work itself out and and at the end of the day then it may be a couple of months from now it may be sometime in december but don't forget that this happened back in 2000 when gore and bush were locked up for 37 days now we don't know how long this is going to last i you know hopefully it's over that fast but it it doesn't appear that way anytime you involve you know fraud and shenanigans and stuff like that it appears that it might take a little longer than that but just stay positive and stay focused and know that god is still on the throne and at the end of the day god is in in control and what we can do is on our end we can one stay calm and two stay peaceful and three we still have control of where our money is going and what our money is funding There's not a person listening today that don't have a 401k, an IRA, a Roth IRA, an investment account, a brokerage account, a mutual fund account, some type of investment account, and you know, life is going to go on, doesn't matter who, Congress and Senate and House and President and all that is, at the end of the day, one of these eventual days, as they say, taxes and death is a sure thing, so you know, (laughs) eventually we're going to stand before God and and give an account for for things done, and you know we need to take a look at our finances, and we need to make sure that our investments are backing up our biblical, our faith, and it's backing up that our our walk is matching our talk, and and let's take a look at what is going on inside these investment accounts. Are we are we preaching pro life, and are we preaching that marriage is between? you know one man one woman mm-hmm. but then when we but then when we check your statements and we check your account you're funding abortions so you're preaching and you're talking so to speak you're living your life you're telling your co-workers you're telling your neighbors hey i'm pro life and if you're a pastor listening today and you're preaching pro life but when we examine your statement we see that you're funding abortions you're funding you're funding a uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, and then same thing on if your marriage is between man and woman, but then when we check your statements, you're funding the LGBT community. So I think it's just a great time for us to refocus. Let's get let's focus on keeping the main thing, the main thing. Which what's the main thing? God. God is still <laughs> on the throne. He is still in control. And let's control what we can and what we can't control. We leave it in his hands.
2: That's right. Yeah, exactly,
1: Anthony. And we vote, right? I mean, 100, almost 150 million people voted in this election. So clearly yep. people care about having their voice and their values represented. And that's really what faith-based investing is, is it's really hmm. voting but with your dollars. Every dollar that you send in to your investment company, to your mutual fund, to your 401k, you're voting with those dollars. Are you supporting Amen. companies that are in line with your faith and values? Or are you going to support companies that are opposed to your faith and values? You wouldn't go into the ballot box and vote for the other candidate. So why are you supporting your investments you know, with companies that you know, really oppose your faith and values?
2: Amen. Couldn't say it better. That's good. And if you want to learn more about uh, faith-based investing, go to the website investmentpreacher dot com. All the resources are there. You can also pick up the phone and call nine three one retired. And uh, guys, well, Jay, you had said that you had felt that the equity market leading up to the election was still uh, still had some upward movement in it. And I was thinking about how in Europe and other places, apparently zero interest rates and even, negative interest rates are taking hold. So you imagine there are people there who are chasing returns. Are you finding that uh, that might feed into some of the dynamism of the market today?
1: Yeah, if you look at really, you know, the alternatives, and people are always coming to me, advisors across the country, saying, Jay, do you have some magic investments? And uh, (laughs) they're looking for things that uh, pay the highest return with the lowest amount of risk. And uh, (laughs) We know those don't exist. Anything that sounds too good to be true usually is. But if we look across the spectrum, there's really, you know, for most of most of us there are three or four choices when it comes to investing. Certainly, if we own our own business or real estate, you know, you can do those sorts of things. But when you're investing your money, you typically have stocks, bonds, and then you have cash and alternative investments. And if we look at the bond market right now, just interest rates are so low, as you mentioned. Uh, In Europe, they're negative. Here in the United States, they're near zero. So it's very difficult in the bond market to get any type of return without taking significant risk. Right. You look at cash, you know, cash or, or money markets or CDs, they're paying next to nothing. There are some opportunities in alternative investments like precious metals and real estate, as I mentioned. Those have some opportunities, but Sometimes they can be very illiquid and you can't get your hands on them for long periods of time, depending on what you're investing in. So a lot of investors are being drawn into the stock market because it's liquid. There's companies that are still making money. There's lots of opportunities. So I do think this year and continuing into next year, stocks will be one of the most attractive uh, asset classes just because of how low interest rates are.
2: So, Anthony, how can people get a hold of your book, and uh, what if they want to have you screen and clean their investments, how do they do that?
3: Yeah, the best way to do it is just go to my website, which is investmentpreacher.com, and you can download the free copy of my book right there and read it in the own leisure of your time, and just as you wish and as you want to. But if you really want us to go ahead and screen your investments and clean them, if they need cleaning right below that when you get there to investmentpreacher.com right below the book you're going to see just click here to get your screening go ahead and click there read the book at your own will at your own time and your own leisure but we will go ahead and begin the screening process on your on your assets and on your investments right away uh, or as tom mentioned you can call us at 931 retired Very good, and we are going to take a quick pause for the cause,
2: and you're listening to Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright and Jay Peroni. Back with more in a moment.
1: You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.
2: Welcome to Faith-Based Investing. You know, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Um, talk a little bit about what faith-based investing is in light of God's Word. Um, what motivates you to do what you do?
3: Well, you want me to take that? Anthony, you to- <laughs> yes.
2: If, if, if I just pause, that means you.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, look, I've, I've been an ordained minister now for 20 years, and I have been an investment advisor uh, and CEO of a retirement specialty group for 12 of that 20 years. So faith-based investing or biblical responsible investing are both – terms that mean the same thing. It's uh, whether you say, you know, biblical responsible investing or faith-based investing, they mean the same thing. But it's really near and dear to my heart because as a pastor and as a minister, I was the person that was standing there preaching to my congregation, pro-life and God is a God of life and, and liberty, and I was, you know, I was preaching that marriage is between One man and one woman, and and you know just all the things that we as believers believe when it comes to our scripture and it comes to the Bible. And you know, I had a gentleman present me with, "Let me screen your four hundred three B, and I'll see what you're see what they're funding." And I said, "Well, hey, sure, no problem, because I'm ordained through a very large denomination." And Mm -hmm. I said, "Sure," but you know, they tell me it's clean. Well, they come back, and it wasn't clean. It come back that i was I was funding abortions and I was funding pornography and I was funding sex trafficking and I was funding uh liquor lobbyists i mean there was all kinds of stuff in there, and it just so caught me by surprise that it it just shook my whole practice. it shook my whole firm, if you would, and I just yeah. began at that moment, which was two years ago to shift my entire firm toward faith-based investing and as i have done that you know many many christians would say if you ask them that upholding god's standard is their first priority and that's that's pretty standard across the church world if you would and what they do with their money is going to tell you a different story so you know, is there a way that Christians can pursue holiness in their finances while also being very wise investments? Absolutely. That's what that's what I do. That's what Jay and I do. And we can, you know, it's not just to say, okay, hey, I'm faith based. Fine. I mean, that is that is our number one priority. But it's but it's it's not okay to say, okay, I'm faith based, but I don't. I, you know, I hadn't made anything these past two years, I've just drawn a 0% interest. Well, oh, that's that's not being a good steward of God's money. And so we have to look at the the Bible story of the man with the talents that God took away from and give to the ones that did. And so, you know, that's where Jay comes in, because I go to Jay and I meet with the clients on the retail side. And Jay is my go-to investment advisor on the back side, in the in the institutional side. And We help people not only make their walk match their talk, not only make their investments match their beliefs, but we also do our best to see to it that we get a good return where our clients are being good stewards of God's money. Now, you know, before I say this, I want to get all the disclosures out of the way and be sure that you know and understand that, you know, future performance or current Mm -hmm. performance is not promised in the future all that stuff so i don't want to make any you know future predictions because we don't know what the market's going to do but i can tell you that year to date the gentleman that we have on the radio program with us today mr jay peroni is responsible and i have personally some clients in in my firm and in my portfolio that we're we're up over 32 percent for the year (laughs) wow so, Jay, you know, I would, I would kind of like to brag on you about that, my friend. <laughs> yeah, and for me, you know, it's
1: about, you know, just because we're Christians, you know, I, I never want to be labeled as a Christian version of something. <laughs> you know, a lot of times it can have a bad, you know, connotation. It's not as good. It's a Christian version of it. And I've always set out to be a world-class money manager, meaning that I'm going to get good performance and keep my clients' faith and values at the center of what we do. As you said, I can't guarantee every year we're going to beat the markets and we're going to do fantastic, but over the last decade that I've been using a faith-based investing approach, I've found that it's actually enhanced the returns. The reason being, if you think about it, if we're finding companies that are doing good in our world, they're highly profitable, people are using their products and services, they're treating their customers, their employees, their communities, the world around us very respectfully, chances are people are going to flock to that company and their profits are going to go up. Likewise, companies that are invested in sinful things are going to be more likely to be sued, more likely to have bad publicity and more likely to have their sales impacted by things that are out of their control or maybe that they're influencing uh, with where they're donating and uh, lobbying for, and people don't want to support that. So at the end of the day, we like to find good opportunities, good investments that our clients can feel good about, that they can be proud to own, and get competitive returns at the same time.
2: You found it. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright and Jay Peroni. Jay, thank you so much. You've helped us, our family, as we, uh, this year, we decided to make the leap, make the jump, and uh, have you screen and clean our investments. And uh, it's been great. Uh, Anthony, you sent out something yesterday that I received. Uh, It's a market update. And I wanted to get your guys' Uh, impressions on this overall take. And where would you say three months from now, we're going to be talking, what are we going to be talking about in, in terms of public policy? You wrote, the equity markets have apparently taken the election results in stride, blasting forward last week with big returns. The large growth and big tech names led the way with the NASDAQ 100 up over 9%, but all equity markets were up. This follows a bad week, one of two weeks we've had leading up to the election. While the drop before the election wasn't surprising, given the deep political divide, the fundamentals remained quite strong. The market now appears to assume that tax, hike, tax hikes, infrastructure spending, Green New Deal, health care reform, regulation, and tech sector vilification have taken a back seat under a divided government scenario. The end of the trade wars, no more modest COVID-19 fiscal relief, and eliminated tariffs are also likely. Emerging markets have benefited materially from the expected GOP Senate, Biden White House driven by currency implications of a weak U.S. dollar, lower treasury issuance, and more stable foreign and trade policies. And I'd also like to get your thoughts on precious metals when you get a chance. So what are we going to be talking about three months from now?
3: Well I think three months from now Jay started out in the beginning talking about it one, I think we're gonna be talking about the whole world has been shocked once again mm-hmm. because I think once this thing clears out and these shenanigans all come to the front, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna see a, a world that is totally shocked once again because they're they've been leaning one way and then boom we're gonna be shocked. The second thing I think you're going to be talking about, is during all of that, I think we're going to be discussing how the markets were on fire. As Jay mentioned in the opening segment uh, of today's program, You know, we're going to hit new highs. We're going to hit uh, some some new marks that the S&P and the, and the Dow Jones haven't seen and the NASDAQ. And I think you're going to see the markets continue to soar regardless of, of what's going on. And I think you're going to be talking – we're going to be talking about how even during all that chaos, how – things were actually on fire in the market and how good the return has been and the market didn't really tank and fall apart like everybody thought it was going to be. Those are the things I think you're going to be talking about. Jay, what do you think we would be talking about three months from now?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head there, Anthony. I Mm -hmm.
3: I think if you really
1: look back and you think about it, prior to this whole COVID thing, the economy was firing on all cylinders. We had record low unemployment. We had uh, surging consumer spending. We had just record after record, the economy was really chugging along. And then we just had it come to a screeching halt. We had all kinds of lockdowns and government mandates and shutdowns, and we just totally did something that we haven't done other than during wartime. We just shut down the world economy And then we started to slowly open it back up again. And the momentum is taking some time to get back there. But we're seeing record growth, you know, quarter after quarter since uh, COVID uh, kind of bottomed out in March. We're seeing a a huge recovery. uh, Employment is moving in the right direction. We're seeing corporate profits moving in the right direction. So I think once we get back to where we were, and sometimes it can take 18 to 24 months to really get back after that recession and it was a forced recession of <laughs> course but it can take some time for that economy to regain that momentum and i think we'll regain it and start to head right back up again and i think the dow is going to you know get way over 30,000 at some point 30 41,000 wow. we're going to see the s&p close to 4000 you know we're seeing that type of climb, and I think the markets will continue to uh, to go up here.
2: Outstanding. And, you know, you also talked about uh, the impact a potential vaccine would have on the market. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of put in the uh, cart before the horse. Uh, I know there was some encouraging news uh, recently with the uh, Uh, A couple of big uh, biotech firms that came up with a uh, a vaccine that uh, had a 90 percent effective rate and uh, very little side effects. And they they tested about forty four thousand or so patients. And it seems to uh, to to really uh, have some some real promise. The only problem with it is you've got time to get the the vaccine out. What percentage of the population is going to take a vaccine? And uh, is it really going to slow down the spread of the virus and get businesses and companies to be able to reopen again? Will consumers flock back to things like movie theaters and cruise lines and airlines and all these things that they haven't been doing? So there's still a lot of questions. I'm encouraged by the progress that we've made. I I never underestimate uh, human innovation. But at the same time, we've got to be a little guarded and know that It's still going to take some time. We're not going to get back to the way things were just overnight. It's going to be a slow process, and we've got to be patient.
3: And, Tom, one thing I would throw in there that I I 100% agree with, Jay, but what I hope we're talking about in three months is that this program has impacted the lives of christians all across this country yes mm, and that people mm, are are saying to their neighbor hey is your portfolio aligned with biblical principles yeah well huh what do you mean by that well are are, <laughs> are you supporting companies that you that you don't agree with you know h- how can you be sure that your investments are going toward these worthy causes i mean how do you know you're not funding abortions how do you know you're not funding pornography you know, how do you know you're not funding the anti-marriage? You know, basically marriage is is mm-hmm. same-sex marriages, you know how? How do you know you're not funding that with your retirement money and with your stock money? And so I know that's I know that's probably not in line with the election and all the stuff like that, but I just feel like that this program makes a big impact for the kingdom of God and I would just I would just love to be forward thinking enough to think that 3 months down the road that's what people are asking their neighbors. Hey, I've been listening to these guys on the radio mm. and I'm you know I am not wanting to fund abortions and pornography and same-sex marriage with my retirement money. And uh, so if that's you and you're listening today, help us spread the word. <laughs> get that, get that out there and listen. How do you get started? Go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. Download a free copy of my book there called Faith-Based Investing, or there's a link right below that. You click that link. We will screen your stocks immediately. You don't have to wait until you read the book. We'll go ahead and screen them and clean them for you. So once again, it's, it is it um, is investmentpreacher.com or 931retired. Very good. Couldn't have said it better myself. We're going to take a very quick
2: break, and in the second half, I want to talk a little bit about what faith-based investing has to do with families, with the the families that are getting together maybe for Thanksgiving and the holidays coming up. Uh, What effect does this approach have on your family?
3: Back with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Anthony Wright. I'm a minister as well as a faith-based financial advisor. Are you as serious about your faith as I am? Of course you are. That's why I'm reaching out to you today. Are you aware last year there were billions of dollars of Christian's money that funded abortions, pornography, and anti-family lifestyle? I want you and I to change that. It's great that you're investing for the future, but do you really know what your money is funding? So here's your invitation. To download a copy of my free book, go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED. I'll screen your investment portfolio for you, and I'll let you find out exactly what your investments are funding. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. My goal is to just keep God's blessings on your investments, taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. So visit my website now, investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com investmentpreacher.com and download your free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, you are
2: a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And maybe it's time to take a fresh look at your investments and what they say about your commitment to Christ. If uh, Here's my question to you guys. I was thinking about this today we know in our heart of hearts what we probably should be doing with our investments, and maybe people didn't know there was an option for them to make them more God-honoring. Maybe they just think, well, that's a Monday through Friday thing, and God and church are for Sunday. Well, uh, that's not the way I know a lot of my friends, Christian friends, view things. So here's my question to you. If if your children know that your investment is faith-based, it's their inheritance, and that the inv- the investments are based on a foundation of honoring God, how does that affect them? Like, what kind of testimony is it to them? And do your clients ever mention anything about things like this?
3: Yes, my clients mention things like that all the time, and and I think it affects them in a big way because this is fairly a new topic, if you would. And mm-hmm. very few people, when I start talking to them, Until they heard our radio program very few people even knew what faith-based investing or biblically responsible investing is and You know, I just simply explained that in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 23 You know the Bible is very clear that God expects us to put his money to work And after all it's it's he it's him that gives us the ability to produce this wealth And that being said, you know, we need to be holy in in what we do. And there's a lot of people out there that have never thought about being holy with their investments. They've never really thought about, well, what is the company doing that my IRA is in? What's the company doing with the money that my 403B is in? What's the company doing that my mutual funds are in? And, you know, when these companies, you know we 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 will stand up and go to church every day or preach every Sunday from the pulpit. Don't be unequally yoked with one another, and we as pastors, we will use that as a marriage sermon, and we will talk about you know going into a marriage and don't be unequally yoked. but what about going into a company where you are unequally yoked with them on on beliefs and you're you're allowing this company to manage your money but you're unequally yoked with them because the Board of Directors is voting to give $10 million this year to fund pornography and $20 million this year to fund the LGBT community. So I think as we're coming into Thanksgiving and as we're coming into some of the family gatherings, I would like to see more of those types of conversations being spread around the Thanksgiving table. And let's get serious about aligning our finances with God's Word. And let's get serious about knowing what our investments are funding, and let's talk to family about that. Let's talk to to Uncle Johnny and Aunt Susie and our, and our dad and our mom and our grandparents and our cousin because how many of you know this, that the Bible says in the last days, there's gonna be a transferring of the wealth, and it's gonna go from the hands of the wicked into the hands of the righteous, and that's what Jay and I are helping do. We're helping transition this, and of the nine thousand publicly traded companies that's out there, about ninety percent of those uh do not fail our our fbi our b r i screening so the opportunity to support good companies is just huge, but it's just people don't know about it. And so I would really encourage people to talk about it to their friends and family over the holidays. Jay, what, do you, what what input would you have on that?
1: Yeah, I've seen over my last 25 years of investing, far too many people leave a lot of money to their kids, to their family, to their relatives, but they don't pass a lot of their values. Yeah. And really what I see with faith-based investing or biblically responsible investing is you can, while you're alive, really pass on those values to the next generation. And as you said, there's a huge opportunity right now. The population is getting older. Uh, There are more and more people that are just really concerned about the moral direction of this country. And what a great way to be able to discuss and have conversations with your family to say, here's how I'm investing, and, and these are the values that are really important to me. And just teaching their kids and grandkids about it and their family members, because a lot of people don't really think about it. They think about their values when they go to work. You know, they wouldn't work for a company they don't agree with. When they give money, you know, they donate money to their church and ministries. they got to make sure it lines up with their values. And then when they spend their money, they're not going to go and support a company that, you know, contradicts their values But when it comes to investing, a lot of people don't even think about it. It's kind of like a black box. They just send their money off to somewhere and, you know, don't even think about the moral implications of it. And this is just an amazing opportunity that God's blessed us with where we can be faithful. He says to be faithful not only in the big things but in the small things. And money is, you know, God knew that money was really going to impact us. And what does he say, you know? Where our treasure is, our heart is also, and if we can put our treasure in things beyond this world, in the kingdom, and really have that focus and not to love money, to use money as a tool and as a resource to bless others, man, what a difference we can make for the kingdom.
3: Yeah, and you know, Jay, talking about making a difference here, you know, uh, we as wealth managers, we are constantly, actively seeking God-honoring investment opportunities that don't compromise people's, our clients' financial growth goals. And Jay's talking about the opportunity, and I wanted to just throw some numbers in there that backs up and supports exactly what he's saying. With over 51 million American households, 44% of the population invested in one or more mutual fund last year. Now you tell me that is not a tremendous opportunity for christians to change the world simply just by Mm. investing differently that's a large that's a 44 percent of 51 million households invested in at least one or more mutual fund in and that shows us as christians that are listening today and believers people of faith we can rock this world we can shut down planned parenthood clinics we can shut down the gay and homosexual movements you know we can shut down the produ- the production slow down production of pornography just by changing the way we simply invest and with over 11 trillion dollars is what's currently invested in mutual funds 3 trillion dollars of that is invested in stocks so Think of the opportunity that Jay is talking about there. Just think about a moment how much, because Tom, I'll be the first to tell you as a pastor of a church, I probably get asked, the number one question I get asked more than anything is, I just don't understand what I can do for the kingdom. I, hmm. I just don't understand what it is I'm I'm supposed to be able to do because they look at us as pastors standing up there on the pulpit and everybody either wants to be a pastor or a praise and worship leader or you know they they think that being up there is uh their which it is our calling but they feel like because they're not up there they don't have a calling and they don't know what to do. And I I have seen that over the past 20 years of my ministry that people just don't know what to do. They don't know how to fit in as a Christian, and they don't know where their ministry is. And folks, let me tell you, to those that are listening today, this right here is your opportunity to be God-honoring and that we as Christians and we as people of faith can absolutely change this world just by doing a simple stock screener that says, yes, okay, it's public record, and now you've screened my stocks, and 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 they're dirty. I'm not going to fund that dirty stuff anymore. I just move it over to a good, clean company that's going to do the right thing, that's going to do what I believe in, that's going to invest with my faith, morals, and principles just by simply doing that, folks. Imagine how many Planned Parenthood clinics we would shut down. Imagine how many... Production of pornography movies we would stop. imagine how much of the anti um, LGBT we would we would be able to stop uh, and and we can even we even go as far as alcohol and tobacco and gambling. I mean we can drill down as far as you want to drill down and you know, I had a lady that cared about alcohol one time because her husband got killed by a drunk driver. so you know it just depends on how we do that and where do you start if you're listening today? this is where you start. You go to investmentpreacher.com and that's investment preacher, not investment creature. <laughs> it's investmentpreacher.com and download a free copy of my book called Faith Based Investing. If you if you want to read it in the you know leisurely as you want to, that's fine. Right below it, you're gonna see a link that says to screen my stocks. Click here. When you click there. We will, absolutely no obligation, no pressure, no charge, for free, complimentary to you, we will screen your portfolio and tell you if it is clean or dirty. Investmentpreacher.com or 931-RETIRED. Very good. We're up against a break right
2: here. And when we come back, I want to ask Jay a little bit about precious metals and uh, whether there's a flight to safety right now and uh, what people should expect coming up next
1: It's not enough to simply save for retirement. It's important to invest in positive fund options that God can bless. That's why we're here. This is faith-based investing with Anthony Wright.
2: Man, this is such a fast-paced hour. It's always amazing we're already in segment 4 of faith-based I know. investing. It's amazing. <laughs> so go to the Crazy. website and learn more about all of the options what's available to you whether you're looking for wisdom on your retirement income, annuities, life insurance, Maybe you need help with with wealth accumulation or help with protecting your assets during turbulent days. Stay with us for some practical answers that you can really use today. And Jay, uh, while we have you with us, thank you so much for joining us on today's program. What should people be thinking as far as uh, precious metals, gold, silver, maybe platinum and other things?
1: Yeah, I think they're an important part of an investment plan. Just like uh, you shouldn't have all your money or all your eggs in one basket. I believe uh, having some precious metals, uh, both in the physical format, having the actual gold, silver, and platinum that you can look at, touch, feel, smell uh, in your hands is important. But uh, you can also own it through paper as well, through uh, exchange-traded funds and mutual funds, and you can own some mining stocks as well. But I think uh, having precious metals is an important part of a financial plan, and I I really advocate I think they're going to continue – to go up with the uh, record amount of money that the central banks are printing. I do believe that inflation is going to continue to heat up and uh, that's really where uh, precious metals take off and they also provide a hedge whenever there's a crisis. Uh, They've done very well this year. Uh, A lot of our client portfolios have some precious metals in them. If you look at stocks, bonds and gold this year, a lot of people would say, hmm, I don't know which one did the best. Maybe bonds, maybe stocks now that they've come back. But no, Gold has done the best of the three this year. So it's quite amazing. Uh, Looking at 2020, it's been a golden year, (laughs) no pun intended.
2: (laughs) That's good. And, uh, you know, so does it pencil out for the average person long term? Um, Is there, what kind of expense is there to buy gold and to sell gold on both ends of the transaction? And how does that work for the average person?
1: Yeah, for the average person, when you're buying, you've got to deal with a reputable, uh, you know, person or dealer because, a lot of these companies will go on TV and you know Fox News and all right. these places and advertise and if you think of it they're spending millions of dollars to advertise they have to make money somehow and a lot of times where they make it is on where they're charging you they're going to charge you an exorbitant fee above the spot price of gold so let's say gold today was trading for 1900 and something and they may charge you 2000 dollars or more for that gold so you're getting a huge premium above where the actual price of gold is so gold may have to go up 10 15 20% just for you to break even so you got to deal with a reputable dealer and i usually find dealers that you know a couple percent over spot you know they've got to make some money but uh, you want to find a reputable person to, to buy and sell gold from because there are some costs and then you have to store it, of course. You know, some people will store it at home and some people will pay to have it stored in uh, different locations. So it really, there's a lot to it, but at the end of the day, I do think it's really important to have as part of an overall financial plan.
3: And oh. you know, Tom, the, the only the mm-hmm. only other thing I would add to that too is is that Jay is, is 100% spot on here. You got to... You got to be careful, and I've been I've been a gold and silver dealer now for ten years, and I didn't really know that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> sure have. And we we um we don't we don't charge a a high premium like what he's talking about. Our premium is only about two percent. Yeah, that's and perfect. and that is that is just as a courtesy to our clients, and it's all a part of the you know it all includes shipping handling. Everything, so it's all inclusive. so like if silver dollars are going for you know forty dollars uh, then forty dollars is what you're gonna pay. you don't it's not forty dollars p- plus a premium. so uh, and a lot of times when we sell on the sale side, mm-hmm. we don't even charge any fee for the sales side. We let our clients keep the hundred percent of that profit. so we do that as a customer service issue for our clients. We do that as a benefit for our clients. So if you're interested in some gold coins and silver coins, I've been doing it a long time. I'd be more than happy when you when you contact us to screen your stocks and to see how you're lining up with the faith base versus if you're clean or dirty. I'll be happy to have a conversation with with you and tell you how we can get some gold coins and silver coins. And we definitely do all U.S. minted stuff. So. There's nothing in there. There's been some. There's been some problems over the past two or three years with gold bars and silver bars, and and uh, so we we stick st- strictly with pre-1933 coins on the silver side, co- uh, coins on the gold side. We can do some new American Eagles, but it's all U.S. minted by the U.S. Mint. Everything is 100 percent above reproach so that there is never any question so we do that as a benefit to our clients we're
2: in our last uh, five or so minutes of the program believe it or not here and so I wanted to just ask you about this I think that uh, some people come to you because you've got great credentials uh, great track record from other financial planners but I think a lot of people are just do it yourself people who sit down with maybe the HR rep they go to a new job and the HR person says well, so where do you want your 401k to go? Uh, when do you think you'll retire? And uh, how how mindful are people about where they're going? Or do they just jump in and hope for the best?
3: Well, they, they just jump in and hope for the best, to be honest with you, because that's all they know to do when they go to the HR director. Because you hit it spot on. The HR director is there for HR. They're not there to be a financial advisor. They're not there to advise you on your finances and what you should do. And so what happens is they create these target 2030 funds and target 2040 funds and they're they're just basically kind of shooting in the dark. They're just kind of throwing darts at a at a balloon somewhere that they, you know, they're trying to hit. So we can help a lot of people that have 401k's, 403b's, 457s. The only way that I'm going to know if I'm able to help you or not because they range all over the board from 80% of the time we can help, you know, the other 20% of the time we can't. The The, the plan just don't let us get involved. Mm-hmm. But it's just tell us on the front end that I'm still working. And after we screen your, your stocks, you know, hey, look, I'm still working. I still have a 401K. I still have a 403B. I've got a 457 with my government job. And can you help me with that over the next 10, 15 years as I'm approaching retirement? We will put a call in. To uh, Fidelity, most of the time it's Fidelity. They're, they're probably the largest one out there. Uh, but we'll, we'll put a call in to the company that's managing your money, and we will be able to get you an answer if, if they allow third-party administrators to advise you and to administrate that for you. And if we are, then you don't have to just shoot blindly in the dark. We can take that over, and we can manage it for you. And over the next 10, 15 years – will be able to help guide you, uh, not only get you to retirement, but get you through retirement.
1: Yeah, that's a great point too. And, and another thing that I would bring up that a lot of people are not aware of, and this happened to me a number of years ago when I used to be in your shoes, Anthony, and I was a financial advisor working with retail clients. I had a gentleman that was really fired up. He was sick of You know, supporting all of these companies and he didn't have a whole lot of choices in his 401k plan and he said Jay what else can I do you know I really don't want to be supporting these companies in my 401k what 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 can I do and uh, we called up his plan and he could actually do what's called an in-service withdrawal which allowed him to take money out of his 401k and roll it out to an IRA no tax consequences And now we could professionally manage it for him using biblically responsible investments. So it was a win-win. He was able to move his money, not pay taxes, and then get it invested in a way that lined up with his faith and values. Wow.
2: You know what, guys? We are in our final moments here. So I'm going to promise to uh, come back to that next week on the same program. Anthony, why don't you close this out and tell people what they can do to screen and clean their investments?
3: Yeah, sure. You know, you just want to go to the website investmentpreacher.com, and uh, that's investmentpreacher.com. Download a free copy of my book. It's there. It's free. It's available to you about faith-based investing. But right below that, you're going to see a link that says to screen your stocks. Click here. Click that link. We will screen them. And if they need it, we will clean them. So we call it screen it and clean it. That way your walk matches your talk and you're not funding anything that's anti-biblical against your Bible or against your faith.
2: Thank you, Anthony Wright. And thank you, Jay Peroni. You've been listening to Faith-Based Investing. And most of all, thank you for joining us today on
0: the program. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. This is FBI Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Anthony is a financial advisor and an ordained minister. He'll show you how to build an investment plan God can bless, applying proven scriptural investment principles, keeping your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Invest with confidence and be equally yoked. To get your free faith-based investing book from Anthony downloaded free, go online to investmentpreacher.com. Just like it sounds, that's investmentpreacher.com for your free book or call 931-RETIRED. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright, The Investment Preacher.